Hi, Catherine Free here with God's Love Song Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me. I am so excited about the word that God has for us today. As a matter of fact, we're going to go and we're going to join a live um, online Bible study that I was doing. So I want you to go get your Bible, go get your journal, go get your pen, go get your highlighter, get whatever it is that you need so you can be fully engaged. Be ready to participate in the conversation. Be ready to receive revelation. Be ready to receive impartation in the name of Jesus. But most importantly, bring your expectation and bring the supply of the Holy Spirit that is within you. That's how you'll get the most out of it. Amen? Amen. But before we go, I just want to tell you that there will be a grace box in the corner of your screen. And this grace box is there to help us all, again, to get the most out of the session. Because during these live recordings, there are times when there will be misspeaks, you know. Maybe I'm reading a scripture, but I accidentally misread the scriptures, say a wrong word. Or, or maybe I name this Bible personality instead of that Bible personality. Or maybe I get the address of the scripture mixed up. It's not on purpose. It's not because the Spirit of the Lord has left me. It's not because I don't know what I'm talking about. It was just a misspeak. And so I'm asking you for the grace to know that I did not do it on purpose. And I'm also asking you to receive grace from God to get over it, <laughs> not to stumble over it, so that you can still hear everything that he's saying to you. And if that misspeak just, oh, it's getting the best of you, you just reach in that grace box, grab whatever detail it is you need to make the situation right, and then we can keep it moving. Amen? Amen. Well, let's keep it moving now. Let's go join the Bible study, shall we? All right. Lord, thank you so much for your grace and for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness and your loving kindness. Thank you for your faithfulness and allowing us all to gather safe and sound one more time. We thank you, Lord, for what you have for us tonight. We thank you for what you've been ministering to us throughout the week. We thank you for your blessed Holy Spirit who lives inside of us, who is always with us to help us and to guide us and to lead us and to counsel us. We thank you for the privilege of partnering with you, for the privilege of partnering with Holy Spirit to bring your will to pass in this earth. So we come tonight with ears that hear in the name of Jesus. And when we hear, Lord, we will purpose in our hearts to do what you say. We will purpose in our hearts to think on this word and to chew on this word, to meditate this word, to study this word so it can develop and take root in our hearts so that we can bring forth 30, 60, and 100-fold in the name of Jesus. We, give, we thank you for those who are here. We thank you for those who are on their way. And we give you all glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Let me start off like this. This is the ending part of the prayer. I'm just going to stir us up and put us in remembrance of what God has been speaking to us. We are continually growing in our capacity to receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit, and we are growing in our awareness of his presence in our everyday lives, moment by moment, nevertheless, always the more, in Jesus' name. If you receive that, say amen. 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 Okay. So we're going to go 
into um, our lesson now. And with everything I'm about to say, I want us to just keep, whew, uh, listen to this all in the context of everything we've talked about, we've been talking about, about growing and um, increasing our awareness, you know, of the Holy Spirit. We're not going to talk directly about him, but know that he's at work. Just like in Genesis chapter 1, where it says the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters. And when God spoke, that's when Holy Spirit moved. That's how light was able to manifest, because it took the Spirit and the Word together. So let's let Holy Spirit hover over our hearts tonight. And as we speak in His Word, we're going to let Him move and do what He does. Amen? Amen. Okay. All right. Last week we agreed that we are going to um, pick up the assignment of taking dominion over the coronavirus. Okay? Now, you all stay with me, stay in agreement. The first thing we need to do is identify our target. Remember that we are spiritual snipers. You remember that? And so the spiritual sniper, we get to travel light. We only take what we need. We've got a, um, a spotter with us. That spotter is the Holy Spirit. And we get to, you know, just get in position, line up our weapon, and take out the target. But the very first thing we need to do is identify our target. And even though the assignment is to take dominion over the coronavirus, we need to understand that the virus is not our target. That is not what we are aiming at. Well, Catherine, how can you say that? Well, because the Lord has already given prophetic words and instructions regarding how to overcome the virus. You all may remember me sharing several weeks back you know, about a word that came through Brother Kenneth Copeland. We were to pray for the heat wave and the wind and, and this, that, and the other. Well, no, him, the heat wave and the wind. And I'm sure other people have gotten other words, and they've all coincided. But the bottom line is God has given direction to the body of Christ through certain prophets, through certain preachers. Um, we've already received the instruction. And... Saints have already prayed, some have already prophesied, we've rebuked, and we've spoken the word, and we've done everything we know to do where this virus is concerned. We've claimed our healing, we've, you know, said you can't come near us. Everything that we know how to do, and when I say we right now, I'm talking about the body of Christ at large, um, in our authority. So if this, and then in the beginning, the virus was going away. The cases were going down, and now it's like, how do we open up the country? But now the virus has come back in a large way. As um, Ms. Lynette said, it's spreading like wildfire, she says. So what happened? What happened? If the Lord has given the word and the saints are speaking and rebuking and praying and all of this, and it was going away, but now it's not. What happened? Did God all of a sudden decide not to heal and deliver? No. According to prophetic words and according to the word of God, number one, we know that we are healed. 
we, we get that. Let's just not even deal with prophetic words right now. We know that we are healed. We know, number one, that God is um, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God who heals. That's, if you're taking notes, that's Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. We know how God heals. By Jesus' stripes, we are healed. That's Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. And if you want to look back on it, by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. That's 1 Peter 2, 24. And we also know what, what God um, did for us. In Psalms 103, verses 3 through 5, it says he, um, I'm going to read this. Uh-oh, I accidentally pushed a button on my phone, sorry. Um, Psalms 103, verses 3 through 5, it says, He heals all of our diseases. He forgives all our iniquities. That's it's backwards. He forgives all of our iniquities. He heals all our diseases. He redeems our life from destruction. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercy. He satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. So we know, according to his word, that he heals us. We know, according to Psalm 91, verse 10, that no plague shall come nigh our dwelling. We know, according to Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, that we are redeemed from the curse of the law. That means the law, ha I mean, the curse has no dominion over us. We don't have to fall prey to any part of the curse because we are redeemed from the curse of the law. And we know, according to Luke chapter 10, verse 19, hallelujah, that we have authority over all the ability of the devil. So if all of these things are true, and why is corona, the coronavirus, spreading like it is? We know that if there is any failure, it is not in God, but in us. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it, and shall he not do it? So we know that there is no failure in God. Amen? Amen. Okay, Amen. so if, if the coronavirus is not our target, then what is? If we know that the failure is not in God, but in us, meaning the body of Christ at large, then we need to deal with the body of Christ. This is where... Go ahead. So we're the target. <laughs> well, I can see how you would say that. Yes, we are the target. <laughs> but not just we, we, the body of Christ at large, are the target. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, because of words. Oh, go ahead. Wait. Shalom, go, and then Tamara. It said, you know, it went down and then we eased up. Okay. Okay. You know, we're supposed to stand on the word stand when there's nothing else to do, stand. And when we've stood, then just keep standing. Ooh, that's good, Shalom. Amen. 
Okay, Tamara. And I was I agree with you know what was said, and also that a lot of words had been spoken, you know, because of the relax, getting relaxed, and and people just let their guards down. Even even though we're we're interceding, but even the ones who don't really believe, their words were coming out even more so. Like they just, I'm, I'm this is my this coming this that they were very lax and they were just saying things out there like they didn't even realize what had happened. They, what they just come through, just like the Red Sea, you know, it's like, oh, now they're just like, oh, let's get back to normal, you know. Yes. They're not really thinking about God no more. You know, it's like, how can we get back fast? Yes. So that's yes. Amen. Amen. This is so good. Praise the Lord. My insides are jumping all around. Okay. All right. So, yes. Amen to both sisters. All right. So God gave us instructions during the first sheltering in. This was time that God was giving us with him to seek him, to learn his ways, you know. It was a time of slowing down. It was a time of reset. It was a time of pause, you know. It was a time to just really get back into the Lord, right? Um, He wanted to lead us down unfamiliar paths. Do you ladies remember our word from the very very first Bible study? I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read the word of the Lord to us um, about 2020, the year of perfect vision. Jesus, thank you. Um, God has wonderful things in store for you. He has new things to show you and new places he wants to take you. Everything you have experienced in your life up to this point has prepared you for this very moment in your spiritual walk. But here's the thing. You're going to have to let go of your dependence on everything that you know and place your total reliance on him. God is speaking Isaiah 42:16 to you. This is what he says. I will bring you the blind by a way that you know not. I will lead you in paths that you have not known. I will make darkness, which is not knowing, into light before you. Light is revelation and spiritual understanding. So I will make darkness into light before you and make uneven places into a plain. These things I have determined to do for you, and I will not leave you forsaken. Okay, that comes out of the Amplified Classic, and I modified it to address us. God is saying, I'm going to bring you the blind by a way that you know not. You are not blind because you refuse to see. No, you are blind because you are going to unfamiliar places. Walking down paths. Let's see. You are, no, you're blind because you are going to unfamiliar places, walking unknown paths, and there are things you have not yet learned to see and recognize. But I'm going to show them to you, and you will have perfect vision. Let me stop right here to just um, remind us what perfect vision is. 
perfect vision is not 2020 vision. 2020 vision is when you see something as it should be seen. If you're standing 20 feet away from an object, you see it just the way that object should be seen at 20 feet away. Perfect vision. Okay, and with that, a person can have 20-20 vision but still be nearsighted or have 20-20 vision and still be farsighted. When you have perfect vision, you are seeing everything from every aspect as it should be seen, more than just the normal way. You're seeing it the way it was designed to be seen. All aspects of your vision are working together. And so if we're talking spiritually, we can see things in the spirit and we can see things in the natural at the same time. We can recognize when a spirit is in operation and it's not that flesh and blood person in front of us. We can recognize when we should zig instead of zag because we're listening to the Holy Spirit. We have perfect vision. Man has this proverb that says hindsight is 20-20, meaning that once you've been through a situation and you messed up and you get through it, you look back on it, you're like, oh, man, if only I had known that while I was going through it. Oh, if only I wouldn't have messed up like I did if I had known then what I know now. But with perfect vision, God is giving us everything we need to know in the situation so we can navigate the situation the right way the first time around. If we were the children of Israel that he brought out of Egypt, we would make it through the wilderness in 11 days instead of 40 years. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> oh my That's good, Glory. right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, so God said, we needed prayers. We need to praise? Moses needed some prayers. Moses prayers. needed some prayers. Some prayers, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning people who pray, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so God says, so do not fear. I am going to lead you in paths that you have not known. Indeed, it is I who have brought you to these paths. So when you look and find yourself in unfamiliar places, do not fear. Do not fret. I am going to make the darkness into light before you. Hallelujah. I am going to shine the light of my revelation on things that you do not know, so you will know what you did not know before. I have determined in my sovereignty to do this for you. I have determined to do this of my own free will because I love you. Not because of anything that you have done or have not done. Simply because I love you and I want to do this for you. Will you receive? Will you learn of me? Then he says, amen. Yes. I give him my yes. Hallelujah. There are new places I want to take you. Now, key in here. Hear this very well. There are new. There are. Let's stop there. There are new places I want to take you. Let go of your dependence on what you know. The knowledge you have is good, and there is a place for it. But if you place your dependence on it, you will hinder yourself from going where I am trying to take you. Place all of your reliance on me. Do not fear, for I will not, will not forsake you. 
That was the word of the Lord in the beginning of this year. And it's still going now. And the thing is, instead of the body being still and letting God take them through these unfamiliar paths, they wanted to do like what Tamra said. Let's get back to normal. Let's get back to normal. And they missed the point. That's another thing the Lord said he's speaking to us this year, that we're going to get the point. Okay. So instead of the body of Christ humbling themselves by letting go of what they know and placing their full reliance on him, they were in a rush to get back to normal. They did not let God take them through the process. This resulted in the saints coming out before they were supposed to. They were concerned about the economy. They were concerned about finances. They were concerned about church gatherings and their rights being taken away. And I'm not saying that there's not a place for that. Um, and, and to tell you the truth, I'm not really into. I'm, I'm not. I'm just going to be straight up. I'm not. I'm not really into that. All I know is that God has not told me to go back out yet, so I have not gone back out. I know pastors who shut their churches down before the government said to shut the churches down. And I know churches that are still shut down, even though the government has said you can open them up. So this whole time, as with any other time, but this whole time is about listening to the guidance of the Holy Spirit and doing what he says. And the bottom line is, we should never let anything take precedence over what God is telling us to do. He knows what's going on, and he's leading, and he has things for us, and he knows how to get us to that expected end. So, again, let's stay in our lane, and let's not try to do what's holy, what is Holy Spirit's job. Our job is to follow Holy Spirit, and his job is to take care of everything else. So back to the body of Christ. They went back into society with the same old mindset instead of letting God work in them what he wanted to work in them. God is trying to take us somewhere. And I would like for you all to turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. We're going to look at it in the King James Version and in the Amplified Classic Version. So when you have it... um, Deuteronomy what? Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Whoever gets it in the uh, King James Version, will you please read? And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make we know that the man does not lie. Live, sorry, live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. Amen. Amen. And who's got it in the Amplified? I got it. Okay. And he humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you recognize and personally know 
that man does not live by bread only, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And so I'm going to come from this amplified version because I like the words that he uses or, or that are used here. This is talking about God, okay? He's bringing the children of Israel out. He's brought the children of Israel out, and now he's commanding them through Moses and says, everything that I'm telling you to do, do it, okay? I, and, and, and remember the Lord your God because I'm getting ready to take you into the promised land. All right, and when you get there, don't forget that I'm the one who brought you out. Don't forget. Now, this is what this is the process that I took you through. So this is verse three that I'm getting ready to explain. Um, Moses is explaining to the children of Israel, but this is God. God humbled you and allowed you to hunger. Why? Why did He allow them to hunger? So they could starve to death? No. So he could feed them with manna, which they did not know, nor did their fathers know. They didn't know anything about manna. They didn't know about food from heaven. They didn't know about bread from, he from heaven. They didn't know about um, the, the kind of supply that God has and able to fulfill all their needs. Remember, with manna, they were instructed to only take enough for what they needed for that day unless it was the day before the Sabbath, then they were to take the double portion so that they wouldn't have to work on the Sabbath. But the whole thing was, as it says, that he might make you to recognize, that God might make you to recognize and personally know that man does not live by bread only, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. He allowed you to hunger so he could feed you himself through provision that you knew nothing about. Why? So you would know that it's not just about the natural stuff down here. It's not just about by what you can get for yourself, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord, whatever the Lord commands towards you, that's your portion. And he's got more than enough. And he always gives you what you need. And you don't have to depend on uh, self-preservation, self-reliance. God's got you. He's taking care of you. This is what God was teaching the children of Israel. And this is what God wanted to teach us during this time. Because there is coming a time when everything we get, we get we're going to need to know how to get it from the kingdom of God. Because this earthly realm just isn't going to cut it. So if you take anything from the scripture, he humbled you and allowed you to hunger. You didn't hunger because God fell short. You didn't hunger because God didn't have enough. He allowed you to do it. Why? So when he fed you, oh, you'd recognize the supernatural provision. And oh, you'd realize that what he provided for you was better than anything you could ever provide for yourself. And you'd realize that, oh, he never runs out. And he's always on time. And he knows how to deliver. He wants us to personally know and recognize that we live by every word that proceeds from his mouth. And what I'm getting just now by the Holy Spirit is that he's putting his words in our mouth. So it's like what Shalom said earlier. We have what we say. When we put God's word in our mouth and we speak his word, we get his portion. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. 
I see that this is also about prosperity. Yes. Yes. All right. So are we clear? All right. Now I am going to uh, Holy Ghost is going to help me. All right. So now we need to lock in on the target, okay? The target is not COVID. We are, we are not after COVID. We are after the vehicle that allows COVID to run rampant. And what is that vehicle? The vehicle is pride. Pride. Pride that manifests as unrighteousness. Um, we know this scripture, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. For the sake of time, is it okay if I just say it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The key phrase here is his righteousness. Um, actually, the key phrase is add his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. When we were sheltering in place the first time, people were seeking the kingdom of God. They were spending more time with God. They were reading his word. They were praying. They were finding different ways to worship and different ways to congregate online. They were seeking the kingdom of God. But then they took it into their own hands because they didn't seek his righteousness. In the King James, I'm not sorry, in the Amplified, when it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, by righteousness it says, his way of doing and being right. If we're not doing it his way, then it kind of really doesn't count. <laughs> because <laughs> the kingdom of God works by his righteousness. There is a way that seemeth right to a man. Right? And then in Genesis, we've got the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But if it's not God's good, then it just doesn't count. But did Jesus tell the rich young ruler, why are you calling me good? There is none good but God. So seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Many are seeking the kingdom of God and they're doing the kingdom of God thing. They're praying, rebuking, speaking the word, all that good stuff. But then many tend to take it into their own hands after that. I think Tamara just said something about that too. You know, we were in, but then we eased up. And then it's like, oh, kind of forget about God thing. Let's just, let's just keep doing it this way. Let's get back to normal. Um, it is possible for us to do the right thing, but not do it the right way. Mm -hmm. So normal. Go ahead. Normal doesn't mean it's right. Normal doesn't mean it's right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, if God's trying to lead us down unfamiliar paths, then that tells me it's not going to be normal. <laughs> right. Okay? God has a way to bring his plan to pass in the earth. When he had his prophets speak over um, COVID and instruct the body of Christ, he had already made a way for those words to come to pass. 
but because the body is not doing things the way God has said to do them, COVID is still running rampant, and the body is not walking in their authority. They might be speaking to it. They might be, be rebuking it. They might be praying over it, and all of this and authority includes more than all of that. It includes more than just speaking with power or speaking in faith or, or taking dominion. And I'm using those phrases as churchy phrases, you know, because um, Deborah brought this up the night we were talking about hindrances from walking in our authority. If we don't know how to come under authority, then we cannot be in authority. So if the body of Christ can't come under God's authority and do what he says, then we cannot walk in authority expecting the situation to do what we say. So if we're thinking about our sniper position now, the sniper isn't always tar uh, focusing on a person. Sometimes the, the sniper focuses on... Um, I forgot what you call it, but an object. Like sometimes shooting out the motor of a helicopter instead of shooting the pilot. Right. When you take out the vehicle that allows the enemy to, to, to um, prosper, that's just as good. And so that's what we're doing. Our assigned out, so we are taking out the spirit of pride. That's what the Lord wants us to take dominion over in this assignment. Um, our assignment is threefold. The first one was, the first part was revealed as the sister and I were praying in the spirit over our nation and over our president, and the other two came through studying and speak the word, seeking the Lord, excuse me. Um, the first part is to command the body of Christ to bow their knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. And the second part of that is a twofer. The second part of that is to command America to bow her knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. And this is that broad response because we cannot overtake anybody's will. We cannot overtake anybody's, um, over anybody's will. And the Lord gave me these exact words just like when we're speaking to the storm. But we're going to speak to the body of Christ because as saved as we are, as Holy Ghost filled and sanctified as we are, somehow, and I'm talking about the body of Christ at large, somehow we still find a way to do things our way. And we might have it really going on in the area of, of tithing and sowing, but when it comes to um, respecting people or being nice, we need to bow our knee in that area. Or maybe I need to, you understand? <laughs> So, so when I'm saying barony, we need to come under God's authority. And the same for America. We, as the body of Christ, have a right to command America. Babylon was not run by the kings of Babylon. Babylon was run by Daniel, who prayed three times a day and who outlived I don't know how many kings. But he's the one that ran that government through his prayers. And we as the body of Christ can do the same thing. So that's how we have the, um, we have the responsibility to, to, to command the body of Christ to bow its knee and, and confess that Jesus is Lord. And we have the um, authority to command America to bow its knee. And this, um, Tamara, is a little bit of that standing in the gap.
It's more like we're standing on the wall and we've got to sound that alarm. We've got to bring that correction because if we're, it's like what God told Ezekiel, if you don't tell them, if I tell you to tell them and you don't do it, and then they sin and die, their blood is on your hands. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're becoming that watchman on the wall and we're taking these steps and it's going to open doors of opportunity. It's going to open blinded eyes. It's going to prick hearts. It's going to, Holy Ghost is going to do his thing as we do the thing that he gives us to do. Amen. 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 Okay. And then, um, yes. This seems huge. It is huge. It is huge. And we're going to have to um, pick up on it next week. I'm just going to finish with the overview. And um, I am going to send you all things throughout the week um, that's just going to help explain this. Because this isn't going to be something that's done overnight. And we'll probably have to section it off and give different people different assignments and come together and talk about it each week because it is huge. It is huge. Okay. Um, So that's the first part, to command the body of Christ in America to bow their knees to the name of Jesus. Um, The second part is to pray for the body of Christ. And the Lord has given us scriptures over that, um, and I'll just go ahead and tell you what they are, and we'll go into it more next week. But First John chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. We are to pray for the body of Christ. Um, just a quick breakdown. First John chapter 5, verses 15, um, excuse me, chapter 5, verses 16 and 17, those are the instructions to pray for the body. And um, the reason I had you all to bring your um, handouts from before is because we're going to do that same process. Um, we're, in Job, it's talking about get acquainted with him. Well, we're getting acquainted with him by using this word that he has given us. So we're going to seek his heart on it. We're going to get his words on it. And then we're going to align with it. And then we're going to pray it. And we're going to decree So we're going to follow that same process. But also what we talked about when we were taking um, dominion over hurricane season is tithers' rights. Tithing is one of our spiritual weapons. And we get to plug into the promise through our tithe. I'll talk more about this next week. But 1 John chapter 5, verses 16 and 17 is the scripture that I'm going to tithe on because this is the promise of God saying that you pray for the body of Christ. This is your assignment to pray for the body of Christ. And he's not going to give us an assignment for it not to work. So I'm going to plug into that promise with my tithe. 1 John chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. Then in verses 18 and 19, it's talking about how the body is sanctified unto God and sanctified from the world. God has already made provision for us to be untouchable by the evil one. In verse 20, it's talking about how Jesus has made the way for us to experience and understand truth. And in verse 21, it's the commandment to stay away from anything that would occupy God's place in our hearts. 
So the, the second part of our assignment is to pray for the body of Christ, and we'll be praying 1 John chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. So if you want to start studying that, want to start getting familiar with that, want to start getting acquainted with that, um, that would be a good thing. And then the third and final part of our assignment right now is to command the entire earth to fear the Lord. We're going to go in-depth with what it means to fear the Lord. But that scripture comes from Psalm 33, verse 8. And I will read it to you. Psalm 33, verse 8. I love it. It says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Why the commandment to fear the Lord? Because in the very first part of our assignment, where we were telling the body of Christ and America to bow their knees um, to the name of Jesus and confess that he is Lord, that's going to require a humility. And that humility is going to require the fear of the Lord. So we'll talk about all that later. But... Um, that is the strategy that the Lord has given me for taking dominion over the coronavirus. We're going to take out the vehicle that is allowing the virus to thrive. So um, I know we're six minutes over. Does anybody have anything they'd like to say about that? That's good. That's good. Okay. Praise God. Wow. Sorry? Wow. Oh, praise God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Jesus. That's not necessarily a biblical word, but... It works. Look, I got interpretation for that one. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, ladies, thank you so much. This has been a very rich rich session and we just give God praise, glory and honor for all that he has done and how he's been showing himself strong and continues to do so. Um, I want to encourage you all continue to speak over the storms and um, just go over these scriptures, First um, John or actually any of them from tonight um, so that we can be in the right place to, to go ahead and start moving forward together with taking dominion over the virus. Amen? Amen. All right. And so, let's see. Who would like to pray us out tonight? Mr. Deborah Rogers? <laughs> oh, Father, we just want to thank you for your message. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, God, for this um, Bible study this evening, oh God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, oh God, who inspires us, oh God, and teaches us, oh God. We thank you for Sister Kay, oh God, and for her insights, oh God. We thank you for all those, oh God, who participated, oh God, and commented, oh God, that was a blessing to each one of us, oh God. I pray, oh God, that you just continue, oh God, to enlighten us, oh God, and even as we take on new challenges, oh God, I pray that you just be with us, oh God, in a special way, oh God. We claim your the dominion of God over the earth, of God, as you have said in your word, of God. So, Father, I pray that you just continue to be with each one of us this evening. 
and our families, oh God, they continue to bless us, oh God, and for those that were not able, oh God, to be here tonight, Lord, I pray that you'll bless them wherever they are, oh God, continue to be with us, oh God, and bring us back at the appointed time, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 All right. Well, God bless you, ladies. I love you so much. Have a wonderful and restful night. Yes, thank you. Amen. Wow, what a feast. I hope you enjoyed that. I know I did. To God be the glory. If you received anything from that video, if you like the message and what it's done for you, then go ahead and give this video a thumbs up. This isn't a thumbs up like a popularity contest, like, oh, I'm trying to boost, you know, this station, but it's like, amen. Your thumbs up is an amen. Yes, I believe what I heard. Yes, I received what I heard. Yes, I'm going to let God's word have his way in me. Yes, I'm going to walk this word out to manifestation in my life. Your thumbs up is an amen. Amen? All right. And so if you um, would like to receive notifications of when more teachings are released, go ahead and subscribe to this station and um, you'll be notified as soon as we post a new teaching. And if you want to learn more about our ministry, you can go to our website at www.godslovesongministries.com. Amen. Loving you with the love of the Lord. You be blessed.